mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? I thought I'd slow down the intro. Why? Because you were being very sort of like robotic and cool. Robotic? I was and just speedy and I think sexy. I said Rob Diamant really fast. Okay. And sometimes my mum says that I talk too fast on radio. And then we found out why. Because she listened to it at a higher frequency? No, she listened to it at high speed. She, <laughs> she'd put the double setting on. Because apparently on Apple Audio, whatever, you can you can tick different um, speeds of audio. I took it very fast. And she heard the Louisa Buck episode. <laughs> and it was like, she'd listened to it at two, times two. So it was literally like, welcome to Talk Art. How are you? Hi, Louise. And we were all talking quite fast in that episode anyway. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I slowed it down for my wonderful mother. How Hi, are you Mom. feeling today, though? That's a question everyone's asking. I'm feeling really... Um, Loved. Are you? Today, yes. By who? By my friends and my family. Me? By you, by our guest. Our guest is... Like family. The best guest. He is the best guest. He is family. He is family to us. How long have you known our guest? I've known our guest since I was about... <clears throat> I feel like my voice has gone all kind of high-pitched. Um, it's hot. <laughs> really hot. <laughs> um, I've known our guest since I was about 26. And I first met him when I was in Tempo Shark, my old band. Mm-hmm. And I was having a bit of a panic attack not like me no. um because i had to go on tour in america and i didn't know what i was going to wear and oh, i was at my friend's nick nick's house and i was asking nick what i should wear on stage and raymond our guest today oops i just said who he is that's all right our guest today was there and said i can help advise what you should wear on stage and we had a little chat about ideas and things and i immediately loved him and that was the first time i met him and he was studying at st martin's um fashion on a master's with one of my other friends emma and and over the years, we became friends. And then you graduated in 2005, right? Yeah. And I, later in life, when I joined the gallery, bumped into him um, on the street outside a shop opening. And they, him and his partner were like, oh, what are you up to? And I said, well, I'm working in a gallery now. And he said, no way, we're collecting art and we love art. Like, we go to galleries all the time, let's hang out. And that was when our friendship properly, like, f- you know, went into family kind of zone where we oh. became best friends and we were eating lunch with each other like and uh, sorry not lunch uh di- dinner together like never three, lunch. three times a week never lunch, never lunch. <laughs> who eats lunch we just have glamorous dinners um three times a week or something and i was seeing them all the time going to exhibitions and over the last kind of 12 years or so we've just grown together in the art world and yeah. it's been such a joy yeah they they are a joy but today we they are joined are by Raymond, Raymond Berthold. Berthold. Hey, oh, that was very sweet. Thank you very much. You can talk at my funeral, please. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's very touching. So, Raymond, hopefully not too soon. 
You no, are yeah. an incredible fashion designer for oh, those who you. don't know who you are yet, but they will after listening to this, of course. <laughs> menswear fashion designer. Menswear. Well, but no. actually, it's not menswear anymore. No, no, it's gender neutral. Hot. Um, and that's actually happened because of the art world. It started yep. off as a menswear brand, like way back um, after um, after graduating, after coming back from America, I started a menswear brand. And then loads of people in the art world, women specifically, started also buying it directly from me, the studio. And um, and they women don't care if it's men's or women's wear. You know, mm. if it fits them, it look good, they mm. buy it. It's different with men. You know, if you have a women's wear brand, men don't buy that. But... Um, so it just turns into sudden morphing. And then also I decided um, to sort of design with, with both sort of genders in mind a little bit in terms of colour. But that's of, a recent okay. thing to think of both genders Ka- in mind. Um, it, it sort of naturally happened like over, over the years, really. And now it's like official. So we definitely also photograph women. And um, when um, stylists come and pick for um, for shoots or for, or for if there's a stage performance or whatever it is, it is literally 50-50. Wow. For, for for female and male artists. I think it's really exciting. And it wasn't planned and I wasn't even thinking about it at the time, but it came totally natural. And I love it. I think it's really nice. And the brand is your name? Yes. Right. Yes, my surname, which confuses a lot of people because Berthold, um, the brand's called Berthold. My name is Raymond Berthold, but Berthold is also a first name. Um, and that sort of confuses um, a lot of people's oh, people. Oh, Berthold's a first name. And you're, yeah, you're there's a, like, like Bertolt Brecht. And, you yes, know, of course. Yes, Bertolt yes, Brecht. Yes, you know yes. how much I love Brecht, Russ? You love Brecht. And Arto. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So lots of people, when they, when they meet me first, they always say, oh, hello, nice to meet you, Berthold. And then I would never know what to say. I always say, should I say, no, I'm not that nice. So I just run with it. And like, eventually, maybe someone will point it out, or I don't even care. And actually, your clothes, I see them more and more and more. I go to openings of exhibitions and often like oh my God, the person yeah. on the front desk or the director of the gallery or the owner of the gallery or the artist who's putting the show on are all wearing Berthold now. <laughs> it's like become the kind of the art, art world fashion brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something so cool about that because I think we all discovered it and it's not... Because before it you would have been like... You were one of the first, Rob. Can well, I say? You to were be, there from, from season one. Not to blow my own trumpet, but actually I really <laughs> was there because one of the first things you ever did was at the other store, which um, became... It was a called B Store at the time. Yes. And you did a bag. It was like a rucksack that when you opened it up became a, a raincoat. And I was just, at the time, this is probably... What year was that? Oh, my God. This would... Oh, my God. This would have been 2007, I think. Or 2009, actually. 2009. Really? That late? Yeah. I thought it was earlier. I thought it was like 2007, 8. Anyway, it doesn't be matter. 8. But I remember... Is this when you went off and did your own label? Yes. yes. you so, worked so, with Alexander McQueen for a while, didn't so you? So I did. So uh, this was also when I was a student as well. So exactly. So I was at McQueen and... Um, Westwood. Ferragamo. Westwood, Ferragamo. You know, like like loads of people did. And then I what did What did you my, do within them? Um, completely different. So at Ferragamo, it was amazing. It was one of my first kind of um, internships, which was a, which I won in a competition. And I think it's only in fashion you can win work. Um, that's your reward. I said, oh my God, I got it. Like, I can go to Florence for like six months. It's exciting. I remember showing up there and they <laughs> took me up the stairs into this grand old palace in the middle of, of Florence and, and um, frescoes from the 15th century in the ceiling. It was so I'm um, intimidating and wonderful. I was like a young, you know, student, and I thought, okay, so I probably must be sweeping the floor or something. I don't know. The head of studio came and and I said, so what do you want me to do? And she said, she pointed to this 
beautiful big white table and she said you sit there and you design 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 and that's what if six months, I just was sketching like <laughs> like like a crazy I never touch any any rubbish I, was, I just just designed him she decided this woman that um you know I'm a british student so I'm obviously know what I'm doing so uh, this is a very new thing for them everyone else was italian they were way more qualified they knew what they were doing i had no idea but i sketched for six months and when we had a fitting and they brought in fitting models she gave me the scissors to shorten the skirt and i was like i was just shaking because i had no idea what i was doing and everyone was just like looking at me like that bitch came from <laughs> London. Who yeah. is that? Who is that? Did any and of your designs go into production? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is. And awesome. I even saw it, and, and but I didn't know at the time because the, the fashion cycle, you know, you work six months out until I was walking down Bond Street and suddenly I saw I saw my um, my things in the shop window. I was no. Like, wow, this is actually really nice. No way. It's I never really, knew that really, story. That's no, it's so really, cool. really unexpected and and very sweet and and. And also probably ruined me for the next internship. <laughs> that was Ferragamo. That was there was Italy. a Ferragamo. So, so who's was... the head of Ferragamo? Are they called Ferragamo. Yeah, so it's the Ferragamo family owns it. Okay, but you don't really interact with them very much um, at all. They came in for when we had a presentation, but it was mainly the head of studio who just gets everything done. And she was very fiery, Italian, quite fabulous. Um, but she had a temper and she would throw phones. She would speak to the factory and just charm that just throw the phone. And it was not quite. It's a quite you know, theatrical, quite theatrical, yeah. but quite amazing as well. Because then she, she would, you know, the next second she'd be absolutely fine. She'd turn around and she'd be like, "This was all normal." And I thought, I thought it's actually really cool. I really like. And, so, and Vivian Westwood, you work with Vivian Westwood again. There was was an internship way back. This was was a long, long time ago, um, and that was quite um, intense. We worked really long hours, but I learned so much, and I got. Um, to, I was I was I ended up um, working more with the pattern cutters, um, just looking what they're doing, helping cutting out things, and I've found that really really fascinating, especially with Westwood, because um, it's all about the fit as well, which is kind of where my heart lies as well with my own work. I 100% prefer like silhouette over a color or over a print, and I always I always had that kind of um, passion for for a good cut, and there I mean it's as good as it gets, and then um, yeah. It's, yeah, and was then, she present? Yeah, but <laughs> yes, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But she's quite a creative, free spirit, you know. So it wouldn't be like a, a nine-to-five job for for her. You know, she would come in a bit later, or you know, quite a bit later, and then still say good morning, you know. But then she would be there, and and, and she would say things at fittings, and you think, wow, you're actually amazing. You know, she had a very, very sort of original... Like um, what? Like, can you remember any... Just, just, you know, just the way she would suddenly say, no, cut this, or this, you know, anything... I'm not quite sure. And then it just was wonderful. Yeah. Like, just a very kind of unique... Unique vision. Yeah, unique vision, not just fashion. It was much more... Like, in all the research that we bring um, to the team to look at, the books, none of them were fashion in, in that sense. It would be more a sort of historical books about... Um, I know, like like knights in their armour and, and, and you like certain things about that rather than, rather than um, fabrics. And the same with print as well. There would be a painting. Yeah. And then that, you know, um, a season later you would see that on a dress you know wow. like where things would be taken out so I think she's, she's very um, definitely very sort of artistic more than I, I always remember meeting her um, at a friend's house um, and chatting to her about art and her knowledge of art was just second to none I mean 
you know, about ancient art yeah. as well, from all different periods. And she had such a unique take on, on all of those times yes. that made it so interesting and made me want to learn. Do you know what I mean? Like, she has yes. that kind of enthusiasm for art. This is inspirational. And history as yeah. well. She's definitely, I was found, she's definitely more sort of interested in anything that surrounds fashion, like all the inspirations are rather than the business side or, you yes. know, and, and, and that's what it, what it takes, you know, if someone, because a lot of other people who, you know, like in the company who sort out other things, but she is the one who sort of gave the sort of creative input. She's incredibly visual. I did. I played Tintin at the Barbican years ago, and she came along <laughs> to see Tintin. And she really? Come backstage afterwards to talk to us all about the show and the visuals and our costume. Whoa. She was really like, look at my what I was wearing costume wise and how it transferred from like the comic book to like reality and how that worked and. It was amazing. And everyone was like, Vivian Westwood's coming back. And we were like, what? That's so <laughs> cool. Because she's a proper icon. Like, she's a historical figure, isn't she? Oh, definitely. And what about um, Lee McQueen then? Did you have experiences with him? Yeah, so so that was my, this was, another, this was my, an, another internship was, I think, six months there as well before doing my master's degree. And that was a, a different experience again. Every, every fashion house is such a different, different vibe. And there, there was a lot, there were lots of students and interns and, and, and we worked really, really long hours. And um, where was it based? In um, just off, near here, actually, near King's Cross. Right. Um, just around the corner. I can't remember what the street is called. It's like a, almost like a sort of townhouse. Okay. And it was really beautiful and um, also quite exciting. And the team was really young. And, and so we, we worked on uh, all the show pieces. So we literally like spent every night like dyeing little bits of fabric in different shades of grey to create like a dress that had like 10,000 little bits sewn on and, wow. and and just all this kind of really creative stuff. Um, and it's it's quite strange because if you work for someone like like that, everything like all the, like the whole collection is quite secretive in a way before the show. It's yeah. not kind of inclusive way. You don't know where this is all going. You just work on pieces that are quite out there and crazy. And and we work with really strange materials that that you know don't necessarily think it's fashion. And and then you see it at the runway show, and it just becomes this amazing kind of spectacle and, and it's almost like theatre and it's really really beautiful and so that was really interesting um, when, when you because at fittings and we weren't allowed to, to attend it was literally um, Lee at the time just was he was, was still, he present yes 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 but um, he was more locked away in his in his um, office I'd say and then there was Sarah Burton who is now the creative director yeah. um, and she would she would assist him and with that fitting it was like maybe four people behind you know closed door so we never really knew where all of this was going and, and, and what, what the whole collection looked that's like that's so exciting though, because then it? by the time the show happens it's like you suddenly see his master plan or something it's really you're and really you've proud, helped to build it yes. exactly yeah must be then so you exciting think, oh my god this is the dress I've worked on for like two months and so was any of your works at the B&A in the last retrospective you know that that massive show about three years ago. I loved I, that show. Yeah, amazing show. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? <laughs> no, because I wasn't here. There was there was a reason why I didn't see it. And then, and I was I can't remember when was it. Like three or four it's years like, ago. Yeah, maybe it? two, three years ago. Oh, you know what? It was maybe after the royal wedding or something, wasn't it? Because they had, or was that a separate one? Who's royal so wedding? So confused. Oh, what? Uh, Harry and I think Kate Middleton wore a Westwood, Harry, yeah. not Westwood, sorry, a McQueen dress. And then they had an exhibition. Maybe that was a different exhibition. No, there was. A, no, there, I, I know exactly which. which um, they had a hologram in the middle and stuff that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You didn't get to see had, it. No. Well, oh, I think your, some of your creations was in there. But, but my creation, <laughs> I just made stuff with like, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. Was he nice, though? Did you like it? Um, I didn't really talk much with with anyone. Was he intimidating? 
No, I just I don't think it just. He was probably so focused on everything, wasn't he? Yeah, he was it's like in his top, in his in his room, so we didn't really see him ever. Yeah. I met him once in a in a gay club in Soho, and he was dancing next to me. And I tapped and tried and went, "Oh, you look like Alexander McQueen." He went, "I am Alexander McQueen." I was like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he turned around. I, I, like, I met okay. him in heaven with Did Skin you? from Skunk and Nancy, and they were going out um, on a night out. And um, was dancing next to them for ages and had a little chat with him. And he was just hilariously funny and yeah. really open and yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah, Really nice. I think it was amazing. Just such a sad creature in the end. Yeah. It's really sad. It's incredible. Mm. Do you think he seems sad, like in his personality when you... Yeah. He did? Yeah, I think so. Because um, this was... Um, I don't know, when did he die? It was a, not that long before everything went really downhill. And I remember thinking that, you know... He, there was, I don't know, he didn't seem very joyful at the mm. time. So when we saw him, was always quite focused and, and that was quite anxious. So I don't know. But then, you know, I was an intern, so I didn't, I only saw that one side mm. and means maybe nothing. I don't know. He was a great mind. I, yeah. I think he was amazing. Mm. Um, so, Raymond, you're originally from Austria. Yes. And you grew up in the ski slopes, basically. I know, effectively. In a ski resort, yeah. Love that. Actually, you, on a, in a ski, ski resort. Hmm? Can you ski? Yeah. <laughs> of course, hey, you listen. can ski. <laughs> if you don't ski age two in Austria, that's it. You're shipped off somewhere else. <laughs> 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 Honestly, there's no, no, but I say Austria. I'm specifically from a ski resort. So it's not 100%, yes. So growing up in Austria in a ski resort, what was your kind of um, understanding of art, like, or fashion or any but, creative You words? know, very, very um, limited. And um, and that is that is something that I, I found really quite difficult. So when I was growing up, I wanted to do fashion, but I didn't know anyone in fashion. I went to, you but know, local how did you know you school. wanted to do that? Because I always had, I rather, I always like, preferred Vogue to um, Superman, you know, yeah, in, right. and but I never I didn't know anyone in fashion I didn't know how you how you start and so I went to hotel management school like so I got a degree in that like <laughs> like most people because that's kind of the environment I grew up in so you saw a lot of uh, hotel art I saw I saw, oh my god I still do now and it still pains me <laughs> I always think of skiing when you have those um, like embroidered pictures of like the ski slopes it's kind of everything representing what's around you <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's like pictures of trees pictures of skiers yeah, I think that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. That's pretty grim, and um, and I think fashion. Then, then I started traveling as soon as I could. And it was like sixteen, or even before in the summer whenever I had time, I would just go on little escape. trips, escape. Yeah. Honestly, because um, you can't live in the mountains if you unless that's what you want. And um, loads of my friends are still there. I just I couldn't. I always prefer big cities, and and then fashion also that that happened. That I found a way to to you know to realize that dream, and then art was always something I just. I didn't really, I didn't really know that much about, and and it wasn't something that's that that is anything in my family. So no one collects, or no one is really, you know, interested that, in, in well, into or yeah, or clued up or whatever. So I think that just that just also started, you know, so creeping in a bit more, especially when you're a fashion student. You know, you have to research, and and you can't just research other designers. I mean, that's mm. not what you do. Mm. So you find influences through art, through photography. And I think that's when you sort of when you start getting really interested, and it was a completely new world to me. Like I had no idea. So Living what kind in a big of city, um, artists yeah, were you well, looking at in the early to? days? Well, it was it was really kind of weird. So we had loads of like obviously I was I went to some Martins, and then there was the library, and so we, we had a lot of um, 
books that are c- complete mix and mix match of photographers, even like people like Testino at the time or yeah. or, or Teller. And then a photographer is always something I quite liked or Tillman's. And then but then also the project on Irvin Worm, as, as I think we oh, talked yes. about yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which I just liked um, because it was quite relatable, you know, to um, Irvin Worm because, you know, you make a fat car and you make a fat person. It's quite a f- fun and it's all a bit um, humorous. Is he Austrian? He is actually. He's yes. an Austrian sculptor. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you actually have photographs of his in your house, in, in the in studio, your apartment, your studio. Yes. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is this is this strange person standing there. It's called Man with Apple, like Man with an Apple, and he literally has an apple in his mouth. And so many people think that's me. Really? They're, yeah. And I was <laughs> like a portrait. I was of quite you. offended by that because because it's, <laughs> it's a horrible sweater and like horrible trousers. <laughs> well, I would never wear that. The nice thing about it is the apple, and you know, like the rest is pretty. It's pretty grim. And so yeah, I get it all the time. So I always said you like. No. So you wouldn't want to have a portrait of you up in the house? Um, no. No. So it's photographer you was drawn to first. So Wolfgang Tillmans, you said Jürgen Teller, Mary Testino. Yes, it's just because it was because there was a fashion element in it. Yeah. You know, so you could you could relate to um you could relate to um what their work and mm. kind of transfer it to what we were doing as well. And then um and then colour wise, whatever, you know, like with so many pictures and we had to, and this was sort of now everything is on on instagram and mm. everything is on on pinterest and i sit with interns they come and like they, they, when they come for an interview i see like all the same pictures they show me you know it's all um it's it's i think it's much more um a kind of um universal that the research i think it's gone a bit lazy okay and we just went to libraries and we just found like this obscure old um and also um old image uh, uh, well there's more chance of finding stuff that other people haven't seen when you did it back then if you went to libraries it's like well if someone else has seen this publication they might have this reference point but if they haven't then it's new to you whereas with yes. instagram now and pinterest it's like more and more people would have access and exposure which is great the world yes. we're in you're going to see more things but it limits like um the genius of finding something like uh, unique. Do you know yes, what I mean? you know you'd have thought. Okay, so that's the, the, now you've got the world at your fingertips, yeah. right? You can easily, but for some reason they all have the same like hundred images, and I've seen them over and over again. There's always like a trend. Of a, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how that happens, but um, but it's a little bit. And I then think, so well, so at some Martins we had all these old Vogues going back back to like wow. 1890s. Really? That what? Amazing. How old is Vogue? It's just next door. Yeah, about, how old is it? 1890. Yeah. Yes. Have a look in the. It's actually just next door. It's a month. Go in the, in the library. But it was it only available in like Italy at that point, or you know, I have no idea. But it um, started. The fashion magazine started in eighteen ninety. Yeah, but I better check it. No, I'm pretty sure actually because because then they have um they've like all the bound editions from there was oh, like two so three years. Cool. You should definitely check that out. It's very cool, and so you look at things like that. That's you know, amazing. and I didn't going, know that. Wow, no, it's really That's fascinating. Amazing. What a reference. Mm. Going back that far. Yeah. And they're all sort of bound and reprinted, and um, they're all in yeah. The, you're right. I've just looked market. it up, and it says founded in 1892. Yeah, as a dignified, authentic journal of society, fashion, and the ceremonial side of life. Mm. Vogue, Vogue. Wow. <laughs> 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 Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. Vogue. <laughs> so, what was the first thing you bought for yourself? Because you are a serious collector now. You and your partner Paul Etlinger, who we both know as oh, well, Doctor Paul. Know, we I love Doctor Paul. He's Finnish, isn't he? He's Finnish. His heritage. His mother is Finnish. His mother is Finnish and finished. <laughs> right. and she was a she was a sculptor. Yes, because I swear that's why he has that love of sculpture. He's a sculptor, but also painter. Yes, but she she's a sculptor first, but then her her she had problems with her with her hands you know, yeah. in an older age, and she started yeah. painting. It's quite prolific, I have to say. Mm. So in um, Finland. 
No, in London. Oh right. Yeah. So she. So he grew up in London. Right. And she came when she was like a young young woman. All oh, right. And, and collecting for you has become a kind of like part of your life so much that it's almost I I sort of identify with you and I think of your you as a creative individual like designing fashion and putting on these incredible um, shows which themselves even have sculptures within them or the sets are often yeah. very elaborate but I also then just like hand in hand with art yeah and world. it's not even just the art world but it's like actually with artists and creative people oh, yeah, you're and a supporter patron yeah totally you're always and also like yeah. sharing ideas with people and you, i find you and paul to be so generous because you often like host people at your flat in in um south london bring and people together you yeah. bring people together and you you do it so effortlessly and with no kind of in um purpose or gender exactly that's the yeah. word yeah it's kind of like very open and for ideas and new ideas oh it's very true i've mean, probably um, me i, I think a probably spend more time in the art world than in the fashion world yeah and again that wasn't that wasn't planned but i do like the combination i find a lot of artists also very interested in fashion there's a big crossover and yep. um and so so i like it when artists come to the studio and and you know look at clothes and or get it from me or we give them some for, for a performance you know sometimes people borrow like you know um I don't know, like George Henry Longley when he did the performance at the Palais de Tokyo. So we 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 got all the clothes for them, and and so, so that's cool. really that's really really nice. And then um, you were at Florence Peak as well. Yes, exactly. Because I love her performances. Oh, that was fabulous when they um, the Hayward Gallery. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Eve and Eve Stanton or Stanton. Yeah, Eve Stanton, incredible. Um, when they st- yeah they were scissoring down the stairs. Yes, yeah. it was scissoring. Quite, yeah. Yes, scissors scissoring. Yeah, like literally all like the way down twine. the stairs. Yeah, climbing down the stairs. It's like an unbelievable performance. And really normal- physical, really... Um, sexy. Sex. Yeah, I don't know if it, it's not even just about that, though. It's oh, kind it of, is, I think. I know, but it's not... For me, it's kind of... It's about that poetic idea of connecting with somebody or something. Or, or, vagina, or love. Or, I think they're definitely getting... <laughs> I think they're definitely enjoying it. Like, no, it's definitely quite... Because normally they do it, they do it naked from the waist down. Yeah, so exactly. But that's problem. like, yeah. But when they did it at the Haver, the Haver said you can't do that. Right. <laughs> so that's where where we came in. So Bertolt gave them, <laughs> gave them like so. So we we gave him short, made him shorts. Right. So so it's all a bit more protected, a bit more modesty. Protected, yeah. yeah. Not as exposed. Exactly. And wow. um. So, but he was still pretty full on because you were there, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And also, I love the idea that on your Instagram. What is your Instagram? It's Berthold... Berthold underscore UK. Underscore UK. Yeah. So you can see that. But on there, you often have photographs of creative people wearing the clothes, but actually just in their everyday life. And yes. it's sort of started as a thing with some of your closest friends. But then as time's gone on, it's like so many people are wearing the clothes. Yeah. So you see all these great people from the art world um, and, di- and different models as well. But yeah, yes. Vanessa oh, Carlos. Oh, bless and, Vanessa. Yeah, she's got, she's got pretty much every season we've ever done. And I think I just saw Angela Tune from yes. um, David's Werner wearing one of your like copper jackets yeah on instagram you know that amazing long coat yeah th- she, yeah she has um so cool she looks amazing in that and then pauline and, and pauline, pauline and sadie, and sadie. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah amazing so what was the first thing you bought can you remember um i think well, okay there, there are two there are two parts to this um so first paul um like my partner he was collecting sort of modern british before like like before we started the, our collection, um, like I don't know Elizabeth um, Frink, exactly. You, had, didn't you and Henry Moore, did you? And no, but um, Hoyland, John okay, Hoyland. Oh, yeah, Hoyland. Yeah, lo- I love that 1960s Hoyland. Really had. beautiful, oh, so cool. Really, yeah. really beautiful. But then what happened after my MA? I moved to New York, yeah, and I had um, an apartment. It was all really modern. It was very, very New York for me, and really <laughs> like you know, 
um, lots of glass and lofty. Look, it's really, no, it's more like modern, but it's all glass oh, wow. and and um, very urban. And so I had a I had a kind of space, and and so we just went to Chelsea as you do like, on a Saturday, walking to the galleries, and then we we sort of stumbled into this into this gallery that had Warhol prints. I was like, this is actually quite quite New York, right? You have to have a yeah, Warhol print, yeah. <laughs> and so that's where it started. So we've got a Warhol print, and then what was uh, it of? Um, this was Greta Garbo. Oh um, yeah, the red one with the diamond dust. Yeah, she wearing the hat. Yes, that, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was like um, a trilby. Yes, yeah, no, she no, she's very. Um, she is um, Matahari. Matahari. Oh, I said. Oh, yes, that one. Yes, yes, yes. It was. It was. It was quite kitsch, but somehow it seemed to work beautifully in in New York. Yeah, I mean, it's a place to you know you have it, and then we we bought more. And then a few more, and then in New York or more Warhol in New York, or? more Warhol prints, right? Yeah, so we had quite a few of them, and then and then you sort of then I moved back to to um, uh, London to start to start my own brand, and then we we got more involved in the art world, and then we stopped, you shipped them all back from New York. We shipped them back, yeah. Um, but then we had um, then we started collecting contemporary art, yeah. together in London, and that was when we first started properly hanging yes. out, like as all the time. Yes. And I remember just thinking how exciting it was. It was you guys had such a joy, and you kind of made me really excited. We'd go to openings together, and it would be like seeing the art through new eyes or something. Yeah, we you... were like we were really like kids, but so uh, I, uh, there was a real passion there, and there still is. Yeah. And at the beginning, you know, when we I didn't know how that how how that all works, the, the, the contemporary art world. You know, yeah. it's not that straight forward if you go to a gallery or if you go to like an art fair and say oh this is great how much is it can we have it and then they said well no who are you you know <laughs> yeah, what yeah. else do you have in your collection like no i don't think i'm done okay or, or it's, it's like, just or it's already sold it's not like fashion or yeah you have to kind of sort of justify yourself don't yeah you? justify why, why you why you should be having this and like okay this is a bit i didn't really understand now i get it it makes sense and i would do the same if i were a gallery mm. But so did you sell the Warhol prints to then buy contemporary work or? Um, yes, we did actually because we we thought let's start with a clean slate, no more prints. Yeah, and um, and, and you haven't collected editions since, have you? Of anything that's uh, been like one of your rules of your collecting, hasn't it? Yeah, no, we, I don't. Think I think so. the only edition you guys bought was sculptures, and they're and from the counter editions from Rebecca Warren. I was going to say Paul has it on his office desk. Yeah, one of her incredible sculptures. Yeah, it's MC. really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, but that's different because Rebecca's editions are so special in a way. They're not just like they're quite small editions as well yeah exactly like There's like with, with the Warhol ones you know they've been two and five hundred or like edition size yeah. and also the, the, the thing the, I felt with you guys was this idea of you wanting to support now because yeah. Warhol's no longer even here yes. and while it's great to have it you guys were never to me interested in status you or that, you know because some people want to have a Warhol print so when people come around for dinner they're like oh you have a Warhol print it's a bit like having a Damien Hirst painting or you know something quite uh, which is People associated yeah, with yeah. success status, and status. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I felt with you guys, you were much more interested in what what's gone on to grow into your. Well, you want to be part of the journey, supporting of emerging, new so, art, yeah. definitely. So, but there's also we, we're doing both. Um, so we 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 collect um, emerging artists mm. or young young artists, and then but we also have established as well. So we do a little bit of a combination. Yeah, and I think that's quite a good way. To you know, to also build a collection, I think it's nice when when you know someone like like a Magali Rias um, sits next to Isa Genskin, yes. or you know, or Daniel Fili de Barlow and 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 a Sarah Lucas, and then like Jordan Wolfs, and none of them are particularly emerging, but you know, and then you get like some really young, like Athena Papadopoulos, who's like this mad um, I love sculpture we have in this sitting room, yeah. which is kind of next to Clara Lydon. And it's on a carpet, isn't it? It's on a carpet and everyone loves it, but no one gets it. It's I, like this, I get it. I love it. I, everyone says, this is fabulous, yeah. but what, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, why? And so I think good. it's brilliant. So you sold the Warhol prints yeah. and then 
then from that you then went and found what graduation shows or you just started visiting no just also i think it started with art fairs as well and galleries it's just going to lots of exhibitions because we kind of started that in new york mm. spending saturdays you know, do going to pastime as well yeah it was yeah. definitely a pastime. it was really really exciting and because because in london i always thought galleries are not so accessible you know you mm. can't just wandering i thought um i know better now but it was all a bit more intimidating and we didn't really know how it all works and in new york it just seems very inclusive you have like one street another street another street that's why the grid system in Chelsea works because you fantastic. can be a tourist there and you yeah. can wander in and out it's not elitist you yeah. can go and get a spot of lunch do a bit of shopping and yeah. carry on going no one even looks at you like no. the galleries no one looks at why are you in here yeah, like, what are you wearing it's basically almost like a, like a space you just walk in have it's a, like going shopping yeah and it's fantastic and then so we got sort of used to that sort of um, vibe, vibe and, and did the same in London and then you realise it's actually no different here um, with most galleries, some yeah. bit, you know, and um, and that's how it happened. And, and you have kept some of the early works from the initial collection, like your George Condo painting. Yes, which yeah. um, I think is hilariously funny. It's not your favourite, though, is it? No, I hate it. You hate it. I shouldn't even it. say that. I hate we it. You can say it. Of course, you can. It's, no, so why would Paul you not move it. that? Why I love it. Sign that back to a gallery or move that? No, I, I mean, would, like, no, right no, if you wanted to sell something, what would you do? How no, would you go about it? Yeah, definitely, definitely offer it back to the gallery. Right, we wouldn't put it into auction. No. Um, I think I also learned that I think that it's very disrespectful to the gallery, and and so we we, we don't do that. And and actually, we're not really selling anything. No, no, no. Probably, but it's more of a feeding system. A, like I always found that when I bought like things, and then I offer back to gallery, it's not like I take that money then to go and buy a car. I take yeah. that money to then support emerging and artists and keep else. it going. So it just keeps it accumulating. It is a feeding system. Yes, and um, so so we would definitely offer it back to gallery. But then with the condo, um, Paul loves it. Everyone loves it. It's I just, love it. It's I think it's a brilliant I love one. It. I hate yeah. it. But I don't really understand. Have you still got it up in your house? <laughs> yes, at the moment? yes, it's hanging. I see it every it's morning. In your kitchen. In the kitchen, every morning I have a coffee. I'm looking at the <laughs> ugly woman with a tits out. <laughs> 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it doesn't offend me that much either. So it's not. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have hidden it by now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So as you've gone on collecting, the beauty of what happened was it started to kind of mix so much with your designing. And I remember starting to notice elements within your designs that had almost subconsciously sort of been informed from art. Mm. And there was one collection you did, because often Raymond's early collections were literally the only colour he would use. Um, the palette was pretty much black. Um, and it was <laughs> and all about... it was it, Even today he's wearing head-to-toe black. Always. But um, it's all about the shape and the volume of the, the clothes and the silhouette yes. and all of that. But as it went on, I swear to God that art somehow brought colour into your actual designs. No. And you did that amazing collection where you pressed different coloured fabric on top of each other yeah. and 
and then you had all the kind of what's it called the threads or the yes. the edges you could see all these multi colors and it was like pink and green and blue maybe yeah like different primary colors yeah and then I remember you saying that was inspired by an artist that you started Lydon. to collect Clara Lydon yes because we have to post a painting you know where they stuck like loads of posters like I don't know, fifty posters on top of each other and it was hanging in my studio and I was looking at it every day and I thought this is so beautiful with all these when you just see it's the, the front was white, white but then on the side you saw all these different colors and I was like yeah they're that, inspired by when you're in the streets in Berlin when when the people put bill stickers yes. up posters up the posters are built on top of each other yeah. on top of each other and she would literally take them off and they would come out as like a solid piece of like 50 posters over the years oh that I didn't realise oh that I didn't realise yeah. yeah so it's got that sense of time passing and yeah. layers and history time capsule, but, and, yeah, but then it's yeah. been whitened out then it's been kind of uh, I thought I thought she actually recreates like I think they're found all the old maybe she has done but I think most of them are found aren't they I wasn't sure if they were found but they could well be because I also thought she she takes bins off the street yeah, that's like I trash you had trash a trash bins. bin didn't you no because that we uh, we were because I quite was into it for a bit, but then Paul said, "No, it's been stolen. I can't take that." And oh. then I thought about it. So actually, yes, it is. Oh. You know, and it, it had trash in still. She kept the trash in. Yeah. some of them didn't she? There was yeah. a great show at the New Museum in New York that I saw that had the poster works, but also had a whole installation of bins, and it was actually an incredible show. Yeah. I really like Clara. Was Lydon. this from all around the world? Yeah, She'd go yes. at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. she had that. She has a coat and she has all like the tools in the coat <laughs> yeah. to like yeah, pull the mad, bins off of the pavement, yeah. and she would steal them and ship them somewhere else, and then put and them so, in the gallery. See, I love the idea, but. I've on, I agree. I actually don't want to buy it because <laughs> no. it's been stolen. I think I'm too Austrian like that. I'm, You've got I'm an amazing light by her, like yes. a light work. Yeah, that has a bulb it's in a it, canister, isn't it? It's, it's like exactly. a spray painted like pink yeah. or something. Yeah, and, it's, and we use it as a light at, mm. um, in the sitting room. She's very Dada, actually, isn't she? That's very Duchampian to kind of use. Uh, ready-mades and then yeah. put them, appropriate them and put them yeah, in the totally, gallery yeah. and make yes, them her she, own. She's really, I think she's really extraordinary and I'm so glad we've sort of discovered her as well years back. But, um, but also she has films which are quite tough. Mm. I find her quite hard to watch sometimes mm. you know, when she sort of beats herself up and, and it's, it's really... Well, she actually beats herself up. Yeah, she's really just... It's, it's quite hard to watch, you know, oh, she's really well, struggling with, you know, I've with not things. seen that either. Yeah. Mm. I saw her show at, um, in Berlin, I think at Neu Gallery maybe. When we were there. And yeah, yeah we Berlin. went together, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we made And Turner. it was a really interesting use of space. Like, she's she's really good at... She has that neon neon space. line going through everything, through the space, and there are a lot of big plastic... Which big was linked to your light, actually, yes. I think. Because the pink line that you had. And she sprays, yeah, on furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah sprays them and then takes the, like a, a masking tape off so yeah. you've got like yes. a clean line yeah, going yeah. through it's very cool yeah. it is very, do you still collect her work now? Um, not for a bit actually I haven't seen I haven't seen her do a show no before. and I haven't seen much um, she's so good she'll, she'll be coming back soon oh I'm sure. definitely so what's your taste now do you think your taste has altered like through collecting because you said at the beginning for Paul it was modern British and then you went into like pop art yes. and then now it's emerging and that was that's very German her style was kind of that time was Matthias Faldbacken yes. and which which is also my studio I got I got uh, several Matthias Faldbackens because but I think I think luckily Paul and I we got like very similar taste in 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 art and I don't know what it is. People often think it's quite hard. Our um, our collection, you Your know, taste um, a little well, no, bit. But I've always thought there's a very. You know, you said your love of the city. Yes. Like if urban. I think of you, I think of concrete. Actually, it's mm. one of the things I think of. And you even wear a perfume that's like smells a bit like concrete or something, isn't it? <gasps> what? Or, or yeah, it is. It's like Comme des Garcons. <laughs> you, you love all those like. Oh. Uh, what are they called? Like those kind of intense smells as well, don't you? Like. 
Like a, a bit, city, like being in a metropolitan. I do li- yeah, I do like hard, um, hard. You, you're absolutely right. So concrete is definitely a theme in in the in, collection. In the in the yeah. collection, and um, but again, not we didn't we weren't really aware of it. Yes, but I then suddenly, look, look when someone says, "Yeah, you collect a lot of concrete," and I, I we don't, but we have quite a few because um, no, but there's definitely like an aesthetic and a way of looking at the world, well, which texture. I see in your designs yes. and also in your photography when you do your shoots. Yes. You know, for the thing for the campaign, but also. So in the collection, you can see it. And I think it's got more and more a strong theme as it's gone on almost. Yeah, because I do like, as I said earlier, I do like um, silhouette and shapes Mm. rather than prints. And so figurative, I like, but I wouldn't, we don't collect it. So so much rather of abstract or even sculpture. I'm quite keen on sculpture. Also, because we live in a, a modern building where we don't have so much um, wall space. Wall space, yeah. It's a lot of glass, so what do you do? You know, don't put anything in there or you put a sculpture in there. And that's... Oh, that's, because of the sunlight as well, you don't really want drawing. Yeah, also, we, because literally we haven't got a wall. Yeah. You know, so if you've got all glass, like windows yeah. around, so you can't hang anything. So what, so, what do you have by Matthias Falbach? And do you have his... So, uh, Matthias Falbach got the, um, the cherry cans... Okay. They, yeah. um, and they're in concrete, or are they? They're, they're in they concrete. Are, yeah. They're in the studio. And he's Norwegian, by the way. He's not German. He's Norwegian. Yeah. But no, I think, sorry. Did I say German? Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it was like their Germanic style. No, yeah. yeah I, was, oh, okay. and and I think we was... might have seen a show of his in Berlin. Yeah, we did. Which is why we associate him with Berlin. Yeah. Ah, uh, no, no, he's definitely. Yeah, he but, shows a standard Oslo, doesn't he? Yes, in, in exactly, Norway. Yeah. Love him exactly. so much. No, he's really cool. And then we've got, um, what else have we got in the studio? Let me think. We've got like books, hunger, like, like books of... Oh, gl- there's like kebab skewer going through. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, really, so cool. really rough. They're all yeah. psychological books. And they're all like really Freud and... Yes. Yes, yes. It's yes. amazing. Yeah. And, but that's in storage, sadly. And then in the studio have two um, um, cardboard, um, so ripped up cardboard boxes boxes behind, yeah, uh, yeah, behind yeah. glass. And then he paints over the frames as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very cool. Um, How would you describe the overall style of your collection now? Oh God, I have no idea. I'm probably the worst person to. I, I honestly, I don't know. But I think it's very personal. Yeah. Um, that's what I would call it. So we don't collect with. We collect from the heart, really, more than with the brain. And so it is definitely very personal to us. And and. And I think it has a strong personality. The collection, though, and I think it it reflects both of your personalities because you, to me are a bit sort of calmer, maybe more cerebral. And then Paul is very sort of social and high energy and very funny. And you've both got a kindness Paul's very and a vocal warmth as well, about straight you. away about what he likes. What he yeah, doesn't. Paul's oh, yeah, super sure. instinctive, isn't he, with his taste? Whereas yeah, I think sure. you maybe stand back and think, you know, in a different way to him. And you can feel that in the collection. There's like yeah. a kind of, not a tension, but like a, a something a, going on. I don't on. change my mind. So once I, once I know, I know. Right. And I think Paul would be more like excited very quickly. And then, and like a day later, I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right, right, Do you think you've made mistakes? Would you class them as mistakes in your I collection? I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. Because we usually, because we usually buy what we like. Yeah. And then, then yeah, then I you're not think, making a mistake, are no, you? Because you love it. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you think financially, then maybe sometimes you could mm. say, you know, oh yeah. But then you never know, do but, you? Because yeah, twenty years later, know. something might end up becoming. Exactly. You know, it's all about time and perspective. Exactly. And then you buy. And like you else. say, if you buy something you love, and you can't go wrong. Yeah. Do you ever use art advisors or anything like that? Yes, we, we yeah. Um, that actually, there was a bit of a chain, um, like game changer. So we work with this fabulous lady called Aphrodite, which yeah. the name alone is like wow. We're big fans of Aphrodite. Uh, she's amazing. Aphrodite Gonu. Like yeah, Aphrodite Gonu. Okay, good. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, she started out at Lady Cole's gallery. Did she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then she went off and did art advising. Yeah, mm. I actually saw her the other day for dinner, and I'd said that we'd interviewed Sadie on our podcast, and 
she said to me that working for Sadie was so incredible because it was the only gallery she went to where Sadie said to her, um, one, of, one of your roles while you're here is to take our collectors to other galleries. And she was like, what? Why do you want me to take them to other galleries? And she said, but Sadie wanted to educate her collectors so that they would go to all different kinds of galleries across London when they visited. So say they were visiting from France Mm. or from America. They would organise a little tour for them to go around all kinds of galleries, from like the youngest gallery to like maybe, I don't know, David Zwerner, whoever, like the bigger ones. But And then you'd get to educate your collectors so that they would end up being more responsible when they're collecting. And I thought that was so interesting. But you know what? And that That then led to her becoming becoming an advisor because she got all these connections to all the different galleries. So in a way, she ended up leaving Sadie's, but she ended up... (laughs) it actually came from that experience and I just thought how cool do they still have a friendship yeah 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 Yeah. so how did that come about for you so we so we we met Aphrodite through a mutual friend and um um not not in the art world um so we had dinner with her a few times and then we just started you know chatting and and um because we didn't I didn't really know an art advisor you know what you need it for what what you know what's the reason um and then so we started working with her and it changed everything. She's got so much integrity. She's got great taste. And also when you go to gallery and you say, you know, you know, what do you have on your books? And they say, we work with Afro. Um, you know, the, the doors open much more. Um, it's this whole thing was said earlier. And, you know, when they said, well, who are you? What who else do you collect? And why would we sell to you? You might be flipping. I don't know. But if you if you work with with with, a, with an art advisor, it's basically almost like a calling card. And they know you're serious. They know, you, you know, you, you building a nice collection and you, you're serious about it. Let's and just yeah, explain and what flipping is. Yeah, so something. you're not going to take an artwork from the primary market. So you might buy a painting for £5,000 and give it two years' time. Maybe that artist's career's got bigger or five years' time and then suddenly that work could be worth £100,000. Or six months. Or six months. You never know months, with these yeah. days. It's all a bit mad. But And then sometimes people will be buying those works just as an investment, not because they love it or they want to live with it, but they're buying it purely as a way of moving money around or whatever. And then they, they buy that artwork and then we'll take it to an auction house six months later and sell it for a million pounds or whatever and make profit and that's kind of what we all wouldn't necessarily want to happen at least within the first five years of owning an artwork of course people might need to move things around at times you know it's it's life and sometimes people get divorced or people die like george michael just passed away and you know the collection goes on sale things happen the collection by the way was was advised by aphrodite by aphrodite yeah Yeah. really she was advised that was her thing yeah to to the to the um Michael Goss, 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 Michael Goss Foundation. Foundation, and she helped them set up that museum in Dallas, and um, it was a real passion for George and Kenny, and yeah. I, I really respect Kenny still. I think he's a great guy. So, um, but it's interesting. So that when you work with an advisor, they also help to educate you in yes. that way and how to do it. And if you do want to sell something, it's it's fine, but try and not do it too quickly, and also yes. take it back to the gallery first. Offer the gallery first. Yeah, yeah. got it. From it's me. all about respect. I think. Yeah, and, and that's something I learned, and 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 I, I like that. It's very, it's very clear. Yeah, and she, and and she's brilliant. She doesn't play games, and it's and I love very... with her what she's found for you because she's found things like your Isagenskin sculpture. She found it at yes. like a weird auction that was at like at four p.m. in the afternoon, and it was an empty room. And I remember she called you guys, and you you ended up getting that incredible sculpture yeah. for a price that you know because you just wanted to live with it and love it, yes. and you managed to get it at an accessible price, whereas yes. now it's totally inaccessible price. You wouldn't yeah. even be able to buy it, you know. Yeah. So it's it's she's really got her eye on all kinds of avenues, not just the primary market. She kind of looks on the secondary for you, and we'll find special things that you might not have noticed yourself yes exactly so so 
most of the time we find works and then we ask her, what do you think? Is it, should we get it or is it just get her, just get her take on it. And then, yeah. and then the other time she would, um, she would email us saying, okay, there's this, um, I'm at an art fair and there's this young artist. I don't really know, but it looks amazing. And I think you would like it. So it's really, it's really nice. It's very playful the way we. It's interact. nice to have you, a sounding board. Almost. Do you try and run everything by her? Everything. That's kind of our rule. <laughs> do you ever go <laughs> against what she Because when you, when you live with someone who is quite, who's quite, oh my God, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. You know, yeah. you get everything. Um, have you ever got against, does she ever turn around and say, don't get this and you guys are like, still like it and get it? Um, we might have done that, yes, but no, <laughs> usually we don't. Usually we don't because I always say to Paul, you know, there's a reason why we work with. So she's the, she's the, she's got the deciding vote and I think it's very important. And how I does it work then like, sorry, no, no, go on. but how does it work like financially or whatever? How does it work like with an art advisor? How do you guys... Do you pay like a wage? Does she get? Is she I think of? I think they're different. Everyone does a different different thing. So yeah, some I think some people or advisor they work on a commission base, right? So if from the buy, gallery, they work with they, gallery or yeah, I don't yeah, I presume so. Yes, yeah. Um, but I don't really like the idea of that. I think that makes it a bit more for me a bit more kind of murky. If yeah, you know, you know, definitely. And also these days you have to. Um, you have to be transparent about that. So if the gallery is giving an advisor an amount of money, you have to put it on the invoice so the person buying it knows. Oh, really? You can't keep it secret because otherwise it's bribery. Yeah, good. And it's completely illegal because it is murky. And um, actually, I think most advisors now get paid either a commission... so, So say you buy an artwork for £5,000 and you get a 10% discount, that will go to the collector, they buy it, and then the collector will pay 10% to the advisor. And right. that's a much better way of doing it because at least it's it's all very clear that way. Right. And the collector's been given the discount and whatever. Right. Or you just give them a salary. So some people are on permanent you know, but, monthly wage or whatever. Yeah, that's what we do. So we have a it's retainer every month and it doesn't matter if she shows us one work or 20 and I think it's nice because so we also have like because she's not always in the country it's like a weekly call with her just to, to run things just talk about you know you know what we have what, what we should do if there is something if she's seen anything if we've seen anything or we just email her pictures and then on that day we go through them and 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 I think that's a really nice way of doing it. And is that retainer negotiable price-wise, or is it, does it retain what like stay what it is each month? Oh, I think it's totally. I think it totally depends. I have no idea what other art advisors do. This is literally something we came up with, and then also it depends how much you work with with an advisor. You know, yeah. she, she has got many clients and some very big ones, and and um, and she also um, creates a cladic museum. You know, they're different different levels. And that museum's in Athens, isn't it? It's in Athens, and it's it's really wonderful. And so everyone. And she's She's Greek, she's Greek heritage. Yes, Greek, yeah. yeah. And she has some of the biggest Greek collectors. She advises them. And it's quite interesting because I've, I've spoken to art advisors over the years and they've got to be so careful not to um, take on uh, collectors who might be trying to buy the same thing as the other collector they represent right. because you have all these politics going on. <laughs> so you do have to really think about your roster of collectors. It's not as simple as just taking everyone on that comes to you. Mm. You have to really kind of work, work it out. It's quite interesting. And are what? there any artists you, yeah. you, you love at the moment? Looking at... Um, <laughs> God, it was always always like new people. So we just um, bought a um, Mandy El Sayed yes. from Chisnail. Chisnail. So we bought because we saw her show at um, at Lima Mop in, in in New York, mm. and so that was we bought that. What is that like? Um, well. So, so the show was really beautiful, and it's grid paintings, and there's sort of um, cutouts um, of kind of news 
papers or images behind and it was so very it's beautiful beautiful and but the one we bought they didn't have to show us so it was a pdf and i saw it for the first night last night uh, for the first time last night at um opening <laughs> and as it turns out because it's quite big i mean it's big <laughs> i realized that it's a massive vagina Oh wow! Magina with with a bum hole, and like and like a woman. And a woman. Well, you're always going to want the bum hole with the vagina. So honestly, yeah. it's like we're like, whoa! This is it's kind of amazing. It's really cool. Well, you live with that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, no, no. It's um, it is quite big actually. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It either has to go to the office, um, or yeah, we have to figure it out but it's in the show at the moment so we haven't even got it and that's at the Chisenhow gallery and you're you're a patron there aren't you you and Paul yes yes, yeah. yes. I'm a patron yeah. of Chisenhow yeah, well, I, love Chisenhow. I love the Chisenhow and Polly and, and check that out but you think that's a good show yes a really really beautiful show and, and I so think would you buy that through Layman Maupin was that where, that's, gallery, what we, yeah. that's what we did yeah and they just signed her up actually great. as in announced yesterday oh great funny enough yeah it's very new and you um have actually talking about the Chisholm There was an artist called Ed Forniellas who did a really big show at the Chisholm maybe three years ago or so. Yes, and you've actually collaborated with him within your fashion brand. Yes. So explain how that whole. Oh happened. my God! So because I was a big fan of his work anyway, and then because um, I think he's really cool. He's got a, an aesthetic that I think it's just something different. And I wanted to do a collaboration, but I was scared of artist collaborations because fashion art is a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one because. Um, uh, I'm too respectful to artists to mm. say, you know, I, I don't want to just paint something and then put it on a T-shirt. Mm. I think that's just a that's just a shitty way of, you know, exploiting it's someone. It's a bit lazy, isn't it? It's lazy and it's exploiting someone's talent. And I think it's not really nice. So, but I wanted, I was desperate to do a collaboration with 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 Ed. And so I spoke to um, the gallerist, Vanessa Carlos, because, because I didn't know what the form is. You know, I, I wanted to do it properly through the gallery, not just do some, some you know, upset people. And then she said, no, no, definitely be up for it, I asked. And so he was up for it. And then we um, we decided to do a big, um, like a big show. It wasn't meant to be that big. It was maybe like maybe 10 images. And I said to Ed, you do what you want. Um, it's totally your project. And I give you the clothes to dress the characters in whatever it is you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I thought that's quite nice. Then I just have the clothes and he has division yeah like independence yeah. it turned out to be quite a big project so we, we had i don't know how many characters there was a storyboard and we had um two days like shooting in so many different locations and then he just applied all this kind of weird effects to 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 the to the to the to the characters in the in the shoot and it was really really amazing um, it was almost kind of like virtual reality or something it like was another so world that was digitally um put, you know put on top of the photographs yes so they were interacting with these otherworldly cartoon kind of characters not even cartoon but it's more like computer gamey yeah it like was that. super super super, super kind of modern. futuristic and modern and forward thinking like, i was so i was so amazed when when they came back and and so because he showed me things and was like whoa are you sure you know this is more than you know than than we agreed you don't yeah. have to sort of go over like, <laughs> there was another one it. but he was so excited about it as yeah. well and he's such an amazing person when was this with. when did you do this um a couple of years ago so did they end up becoming a collection you could buy these so ones? no so this but the, but the collection was like the copper one you said yeah um, so it was it was like the images that you would see to promote the new collection so it was a kind of visual 
diary of the collection like a lookbook yeah and it's almost like no it's more like more like a show like campaign shots it's more like a weird it's no that you can't even see the garments after time because they're literally crouching down it's just it's just like like an art story yeah like like creating an atmosphere or an experience that you can visually see like a, a visual story right and for me it was almost like you know if you have a catwalk show and you stand there and you watch everyone walking down the catwalk it was a kind of way more interesting way of showing raymond's clothes because it became a visual story and i think the way we're all interacting in the world now with instagram and all of these things it's just it was a really great idea to sort of have that as a story rather than just having the show yeah great yeah amazing that was that was really great experience i would definitely want to do that again who would you if you could what's your dream collaboration if you could have any artists in the world that you'd collaborate with right now who would it be oh god i don't know but i would like to work with um if you could like team up or someone like um or sarah lucas Oh, really? Yeah, and you yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah. I would like I would, um, a triple collab between um, Sarah Lucas, Isa Genskin, yes. and me. I think me just like, sitting there, <laughs> just watching the spectacle. I think it would be a triangle incredible. of dreams that is, right? Oh, my so God, good. Imagine. Imagine. And you've got a new Sarah Lucas sculpture in your flat, I know. which oh, I love. It's like a totem almost. I know. It's called Breeze Random Blocks. Mother. Or I call it Tit Tower because it's like bricks with boobs and it. it's so cool. Yeah. Totes. And we've got another Amazing. one, which is, which is a table and a toilet and boobs. And bricks, so but that good. that's in storage for now. Big, so what what what's so these works you have in storage? Because you must have a lot in storage. Yeah. What's the plan for the future of your collection? Well, hopefully, eventually, um, after Brexit, we can sell our flat and then move to bigger spaces. And <laughs> I, I would love to show it, and it kills me that. But what do you do? You either stop collecting, yeah, or you. Yeah, and maybe store. one day you can have a space or something. I know Paul's often mentioned it to me. This idea of having like a little space where that you could be great. install things, but you'd have to within find the right your building. house. Like you'd have like you'd have people over like you do now, but then you'd have like a little museum wing or something. But I'm going to. Or, or I'm just sure we're going to have a wing, or but a or just building like, or something. Yeah, maybe we need to get something in Margate. Exactly. Yeah. Margate's the Margate's the that would be so cool. Margate's the thing. thing. You know, get yeah, yeah. you know, get a little a, a space. Well, you're very welcome by the seaside anytime. <laughs> um, so you are we the ask... gatekeeper of Margate. <laughs> 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 we ask every guest who comes on the podcast two very important questions. I know. I've listened to your podcast, and it's not going to work like that because I've got some very important questions. Ooh. I'm going to ask you. Oh, yeah. so that's not how it's going to be. <laughs> Because I feel like, because I've been, I've been talking so much. So your question. So, um, um, hang on, I can't find him first. Do you need Uh, your glasses, babe? No. We're getting older, aren't we? All of us. No, but you are. Um, (laughs) So it's about um, art heist thing, right? Art heist colors, blah blah. So first one, right? So Russell Rob, so you die, right? Um, so you go, you go up together. to heaven. Obviously, you die together. You um, obviously go up to heaven. Okay, <laughs> obviously to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think Rob probably gets there before you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what, what? what are you saying? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just a few. <laughs> I've got like some dark. I just get, just get more of a hell vibe from you. <laughs> I'd go there for a bit, chill out. Then, yeah. <laughs> no. So okay. So um. So you right. You're in heaven, and you. But those incarnations, you have to come back as an artwork. Oh. Um, so what did you? What would you come back as? Would you come back as? Let's for example, do you want to be in a town square, a sculpture where yes. people walk past and yes. I don't know, throw things at you or dress you up yeah. or, or well, Ru- Russ, uh, Russ or just he's love an actor, you. So he, he would love the attention of being a sculpture. Or would you be like a little fresco in a, in I, a, I in a little chapel actually. covered up by no. um, plaster work? No, I'd be. I'd be. A, 
like a fuck off big sculpture like the thinker in the middle of a town where people can come <laughs> up and would. touch and take pictures <laughs> with and walk around and Tension i think i might have my bum it. out definitely Ooh. hell for you yep. big biceps yeah i'd love that <laughs> definitely hell for me <laughs> yeah I'd be a sculpture what would you be rob i would be a film Ooh. by oh, paul no. paul mccarthy <laughs> and it would be the painter his <gasps> film that's not the one where he's like wanking into his boxing it's, glove and punching himself with like. It's the best film ever. I'm saying no more. Everyone has to go out and find it. What's it called again? The Painter. I'm pretty sure it's called The and Painter. And you, that, would you be the character in I'd it? I'd be the character in and it. You'd just be on loop just, forever. I just, yeah, and I think that. I film, have no idea what it is, but I, I can't wait to see that. Amazing. That's he's really represented, I think, by uh, Hauser and Worth. And would you want that to be shown in a museum or? Well, it is shown in museums already. It's got its own its would own you want life. To be in a public and I think you should be able to go collection. to YouTube. Yeah, you can. It was made in 1995. It's called Painter, and you can go on YouTube and see clips of it. And he's a. It's like a performance film, and it's about the action of making paintings and it is I won't say any more because I don't want to ruin it for all of you but it's honestly I think it's one of the best artworks ever made oh my god and also Mike Kelly I would pretty uh, sorry to give you two I'm doing a thing here where I'm getting too many ideas but Mike Kelly who actually made work sometimes with Paul McCarthy and he's no longer with us he he died a few years ago but um, I went to his show at MoMA PS1 and there's a room of all these toys and things sewn together that whole installation I mean I would love to come back as that work as well wow okay Rob. That was quite so, heavy, wasn't it? I don't know where that came from. Yeah. But who, who knew Rob had these depths? Well, and ambitions. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well I want done. to see this film now. I'm going to be really disturbed. <laughs> okay, favourite colour. Me. But, yeah, okay, favourite colour. But it's not a colour. So imagine the sky. Yeah. Okay, it's no more blue. It yeah. just can't be blue. So yeah. it has to be a colour for life. And that colour is constant. Oh, God. So it's not just changing a T-shirt to red. Well, I, so what colour would you want to live in? What well, I was going to say, when you say colour, I was going to say Battleship Grey. I love that, like a bluey grey. I don't want the, the skies to be like that because that would be incredibly depressing on a yes. daily basis. So it has to be something bright and vibrant. But I'd give it like a light, dusky pink. Ooh, yeah. Yeah? I was going to say a kind of almost fluorescent pink orange because the sunsets recently in Margate have just been these insane colours and I find myself just sitting sitting on the steps by the sea watching the sun go down mm. and I'm obsessed with the way the colour can sort of literally the whole sky in Margate can become this pink but it's not like it's kind of very bright pink, but pinky that all orange. The time would do your head in. No, I wouldn't, babes. I love it. I feel super calm when I'm in that around that colour. It's do really you? weird. I think I need help. But I, I, I really feel you calm. You feel super calm around neon pink. Yeah. I'm not sure which which world I'd rather live in though. <laughs> if I had to pick between the two of you. I'd go know. dusky pink, you'd be with me. <laughs> I'm like a knight. Well you go fluoro <laughs> fluoro pink with me. This is like a competition now. I can't believe you've turned the tables. That's not oh, no, fair. hang on. There's, there's two more, but three oh, more questions. Yeah, no, because yeah. Exactly. So, um, this is now, um, again, for both of you. If you have to give, let's say, you give me an artwork, I have to make into a garment, which you don't have to wear to an event. Oh, wow. What would it be? What would it be? What, what artwork would you want me to make into an outfit? So, well, it'd have to be, I, I would think it'd be a, a photograph or a painting that would then be made into a suit. Right. That's okay, you're thinking see. suit. So, yeah, I'm thinking suit because yeah. to an event. So I'd probably have like a Picasso blue period mm, painting that you classy. would then... Yeah, very classy. Thank you. And yeah. then you'd have the canvas and you cut the canvas up and make it into a suit. But it would definitely be... It would definitely be a painting, I think. Well, I've always been really inspired by the Belgian fashion designer Dries van Noten. And I've mm. always loved when he uses... Um, 
kind of tapestries and textiles. Yes. So it's not necessarily iconic, famous artworks necessarily, mm. but because his his history with his family, with they had like carpets and I don't know, or ta- tapestry making or something in his family, I think. So he grew up in Belgium with that yes. kind of strong aesthetic. So for me, that's some of his favourite collections is when he's done things like that. So I would uh, love you to take the Bayer tapestry because no, <laughs> we just and got just that cut it up. we cut just it up and cut it up it and have it as like really sort of almost like going to the Met Gala yeah consider it rock done. up with all the kind of history <laughs> you'd and have the a long bloodshed. train on that exactly a long yeah. train but all that kind of like history of like war and humanity and yeah. all of that kind of depth <gasps> oh. and I would love that or oh, Hieronymus Bosch you could get like one of his you know universes and but you all never those. know where you are what do you no. mean? Like with his bot you know, when, when you never know all the different levels how everything works post. together. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit of a very confused man to look at you. Well, I am a very confusing human being, so I'm <laughs> you up are. for that. You're cryptic. I'm very cryptic. <laughs> What's your I- last question? <laughs> okay, the last one. No, that's a that's a very that's a very straightforward. So Russell. Yeah. Um Um what do you think what artwork represents Rob? So what do you see when you look at Rob? Um a bank What suit. sums him up? <laughs> <laughs> well actually the girl with the red balloon. That That's is very me. you That's are the girl with the me. red balloon. It's like the tragic single rob. The heart is always flying away from. Oh, baby. It's no. the fact. It's no, 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 no. You're surrounded by love. I yeah, wish they hadn't asked now. Not, Rob, not would like be, Rob would love. be like, I could see him in, in, you know, Wolfgang Tillman's when he photographed like William of Orange. He photographs yes. all these historical figures. I can imagine him being like a William of Orange character, but within a Wolfgang Tillman's photograph. Really? Yes. You have that contemporary feel, but you have a lot of weight and history behind you. <gasps> Wow. Do you know, if you're going to ask me that question about, I feel that, about him, exactly. it's really hard because I immediately start thinking of all the artworks where Russell's actually been the artwork because he's had a lot of artists over the years photograph him yeah. or paint him or do things and they all come into oh, my yes. brain right now because you've oh. done... You've, and how do you see him? In, do you see him more... What medium am I? Yeah. I mean, I'm a large, but what medium <laughs> am I? Painting, I think. Really? Yeah. What sort of painting, Rob? Like minimal or really figurative or landscapey or No, I'm thinking like abstract- fig- figurative, kind of naked, kind of like, because I know that you like all those kind of Wolfgang photos and things like that. I don't know, I'm thinking of the human body or something, like a detail, like a painting of like an arm or, or a shoulder yeah. or something. Well, I, like, I like figurative works and mm. I like, I mean, I've got a lot of naked women. I've got like a And also car- and- cartoony. Cartoony. I think cartoony is Russell. Wow, yeah. I feel a lot of love here. Maybe like yeah. a cartoon painting. You two painting. look at each other's eyes. Very sweet. But, oh. but the weird thing is I really am finding this hard to answer because I immediately think of um, who have you been painted by, babes? Because you've had quite a few people. And that f- photograph My you did. My bum by Daniel Sinsel. Your bum by Daniel Sinsel. <laughs> what was the photograph that was done in New York where he hand touches the photos? Oh, um, yes, yes. There's a photograph of me that's been done and... I did a uh, Eddie Peake's performance at the ICA where I was him. As Youssef you. Nabil. Yes, Youssef Nabil, there. yes. Youssef Nabil. Yeah. So there's a photograph of Russell um, in bed or something. Tracy's um, drawn me. Tracy's drawn him. Yeah. There's so many artworks wow. that I think of. That's what came to my head, weirdly. Wow. Well, there was an easy one. Well, how oh, did you get out of it, though? Yeah, well, what's your favourite colour? Oh, still colour? What's your <laughs> favourite colour? Oh, I didn't, that's not why I did it. My favourite colour. Oh, God, this is a really tricky one. Because everyone thinks it's black, and it probably is. Because <laughs> it's good. <laughs> because, and it's not that in my collection I use a lot of colour, but black, I think it's there's something very elegant, very calm, and it's not, um, if you look at every other priest, you know, they're all black, and it's just, I think there's something really, really, really um, peaceful about black. And mm. also, black in clothing makes it all about the cut and the silhouette mm. rather than rather than everything else so and that's 
probably where my heart lies. And if you could take any artwork home, what would it be? If you could do an art heist yourself mm, and steal I probably an would, artwork? Oh, um, I think it would be the um, top two floor of Tape Modern. <laughs> the whole, all of them? Yeah. <laughs> just turn up the truck. <laughs> no, no, not the artwork. Just, <laughs> Put no, it all just in. the floors. Just the floor. Because it'd be oh. great to live in. And then the turban halls to, to, exp- um, to, to um, show the collection. Oh, it'd be your own good collection one. in there. So you yes. won't be taking anything else. You just want the space. Yeah. I want the music. Heaven. I said, that's it's a not good allowed. No, that is allowed. Was it meant to say that. something humble? You're like, oh. taking out all the art, goodbye. Bye, guys. And I'm having the two Fuck floors. Fuck off. I'm I just want love space. That. I want yeah, space. It's incredible it would be space. great to have um, yeah. all space. Like, yeah. So before we say goodbye, yeah, you've yeah. actually brought us gifts. Yes. And we haven't opened them yet. So oh, good. If you We're pass open them that on one over to us. So. Is that for me? This is so generous of you. It's not generous. This looks very easy. But this is the paper and that's the back. You're a lovely boy. So we're opening beautiful Bert Hold bags right now. And it has his his brand sticker on it. Oh my God, it. yes. Bertha, B-E-R-T-H. Oh, wow. What is oh, it? it's beautiful. I love oh, it. I haven't so got cool. one either. Thank you. That is amazing. He's, he's given us the most beautiful embroidered, talking of embroidery and tapestry and everything, um, <laughs> scarf. scarf. And it's got the Berthold name kind of very subtly Im- like embroidered oh, out on it. That. We'll take a picture of us in this. It's We're going to wear really this nice. when we take it's our picture. It's made out of. Italian. It's, it's like an Italian. But t- so there are two. There's like one side is cotton, so it's warm around mm. the neck. And the other side is like, a, um, so we call it a parachuting, which is a super techy Italian material. Which you love. And which you? reflects light. And it's just really nice. Oh, it's gorgeous. And I don't weirdly. I have so much, so many of your clothes from the last kind of ten years or more. Yes. And I don't have this one. So nope. thank you, clever well, man. We'd have to wear this for the photographs now because yeah, everyone's going to be what's it look like. And also, I thought colour-wise, this because you know black hell and yeah, it's actually it's fun enough. You're like wearing kind of black green. and you're wearing green. Yeah, it's beautiful. Green. It is black. Black. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, I got the green because I'm glad I got the green. Well, you're wearing green now. Green. I know. Well, I love it. Well, well you thank are you very, so very much. No, what an amazing guest. Not at all. Turning and the, the table. First... Turning the tables on talker. Yeah, and you're the first fashion designer we've had on the show. Yeah. Wow, and the last, but you're, but you're, <laughs> and maybe the first collector as I well. I can hear you saying, "Yeah, yeah." We've had people who do you're, collect, but you are seriously. This like, is just like an episode of firsts. Well, Raymond Berthold, thank you so much for joining us. It's been you. beyond a joy. And um, for everyone listening, we'll post as many images as we can um, onto the at Talk Art Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review, um, and you can rate it. I think you can maybe even give us five stars if you think we're good Ooh, enough. We love you. That's not like trying to bribe you into giving us five stars but anyway um we'll be back very soon thanks, thanks so much listening, thank you raymond. thanks raymond oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. bye you've been listening to talk art with robert diamant and russell tovey follow us on instagram at talk art where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode recorded at spiritland london by anthony shaw and edited by gareth isles subscribe to talk art on itunes and spotify give us a rating and write us a comment thanks for listening 